The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Hello and welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty and I have the pleasure of hosting our show, Chaos to Calm. In this series of programs, you will hear from people who are learning to live their lives in a calm and relaxed state using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Renj Wei is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and clarifying our minds. Rangeway also has tools to work directly on the body and its energy. One tool, Yuan Gong, is a contemporary form of Qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. Our episode today is called Taking a Dive and Coming Up for Air. It is my pleasure to be co-hosting this show with Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist who is also a Renjue Yuangong style Qigong teacher in the San Francisco Bay Area. Welcome, Bill. Thanks, Kathy. Nice to be here. And our guest today is Dale Mirmo. Dale has been involved in the healing arts and service industries for much of her life. She has been practicing Renjue and Qigong for seven years. She currently teaches Yuangong style Qigong in the San Francisco Bay Area and in her spare time pursues creative interests, in particular, photography. Welcome, Dale. Thank you, Kathy and Bill. It's great to be here. So, Dale, you have a remarkable story about survival. Where would you like to begin? Well, I'd like to begin, I think, with um, a hike that I took in uh, Marin County with a friend going back now almost two years. And... Um, I had planned this hike and lunch with a friend and I, uh, for about a month prior, and I felt that um, it was something I was looking forward to. And about two weeks before the meeting, I started feeling like it wasn't the right thing to do. I was getting that gut feeling that we sometimes get and the voice in my head was saying, um, you know, this just isn't the right thing to do. It's not feeling safe somehow. And I just knew that my friend was expecting me and had cooked lunch, and I decided I was going to go ahead and go anyway. So I went uh, to her house, and we went up for this hike, and we were in a place called Blackstone Canyon, 
lovely area in Marin with lots of trees and a river flowing through it. <clears throat> and we proceeded to go up the canyon. And I was taking photographs, which I like to do. And we were almost at the top, and I um, stepped off the main trail a little bit and took a photograph at um, down to the river. And as I turned to head back to my friend, I felt my left foot slipping. And the ground beneath my foot just literally gave way. And I felt myself starting to fall. And I tried to rebalance, and I couldn't do that, and I knew I was just going to fall. So I immediately closed my eyes and just thought, you know, I'm just going to close my eyes, and when I get to the bottom, I'm going to be okay. And I just went into that thought and proceeded to fall, and I heard my friend scream out for help. And when I hit the ground, I became unconscious for a moment, and for some reason my body flipped up and became wedged in between two giant rocks in the river. And so you were actually in the water? My lower body was emerged in the water up to about the right above my knees in this very cold water. And Dale, do you have any idea of how far you fell? I mean, how give us an idea of what I do because when the rescue team came, they told me it was about 40 feet, which is equivalent to about four stories of a building. Wow. So I was wedged in between these rocks in this cold water and I opened my eyes I saw where I was I couldn't feel my body at all and so I proceeded to again close my eyes and go internally and started to send bright vibrant healthy chi to each part of my body wanting to regain sensation in my body. So as I was doing that, my friend who saw the fall and screamed out, she actually said that she thought I had died when she hit this, when I hit this big clump of shale rocks. Um, it took her she proceeded to go along the mountain ridge and then down to the river it took her about a half an hour and when she got down there I was freezing and I was shivering and she put her sweater on my shoulders and asked if I was okay and I said yes that I was in the process of doing self-healing that um, I had been practicing for years which is also part of Yuen Gong Ren Shui and um, so had she, she and you, excuse me, but yes. had she called um, for help or anything? At well, she point? did scream out for help, and fortunately, it was very interesting because it was Super Bowl Sunday, which is a big deal in the United States. Everybody loves to watch Super Bowl Sunday. There was hardly anyone in this canyon, but there was two other women, and they heard the scream, and they came but it took them about a half an hour as well to 
get to where I was. And they put their sweaters on me as well. And then they went to, they, there was no cell phone reception. So they headed down the canyon and went to get help. So I was left there with my friend Juliet, and we were. She also started doing healing with me as well. So little by little, I started regaining feeling in my arm, in my chest, my other arm, moving down through my body, and it took the rescue team about <clears throat> an hour to get back to where we were. And at that time, the only thing that I didn't, wasn't able to really feel was my left leg. I had hit the ground on my left side, and so everything on my left side had been injured. And the injuries, it turns out, were a concussion, broken collarbone, three broken ribs that were surrounding my heart and lungs, and um, my knee was slashed open to the bone, and my foot and toes broken. That's quite a quite a fall. That was quite a fall. Were you feeling when you when you started to get feeling back in your body? Were you feeling pain? You know, I honestly don't remember. I know that I was traumatized and I was in a altered state and you hit your head as well yeah everything on my left side mm-hmm. so I hit the left side of my head my whole arm area everything on my left side hit this shale rock and then like I said I bounced up I don't know how that happened because I was unconscious and then got wedged in between these two rocks. So by the time the rescue team got there, and the rescue team was 15 men from various agencies, the forest rangers, the paramedics, the police, and the... um, I guess that was it. You know how to draw a crowd, don't you? (laughs) And my friend, who's single woman, she was. She's now married. She was doing. She went. Oh my God! There's 15 of the most gorgeous men here, and you know, I I wasn't quite in that state of mind, but she enjoyed that part of it. Anyway, they they put me on a what they called a board. sort of um, like a stre- like a stretcher to um, get me out which was took some doing because we were in this ravine and they had to balance there were six of them that carried the stretcher and they had to balance and walk through the, the, the river and the side of the river to get me out of there it took about probably 45 minutes and um, put me in the ambulance and took me to the hospital, the regional hospital in that area. And that's when I found out, you know, they did x-rays and checked to see what my injuries were, and that's when I found out that I had um, the injuries that I had. 
Um, they it was strange because they actually didn't uh, X-ray my foot, and so um, I wanted to leave the hospital. And they told me if I could walk around this area that I, they'd release me. And so I managed to walk around with my friend's assistance and got released. And then the next day when I went to the doctor, they x-rayed and saw that my foot and toes were broken as well. Mm. Otherwise, I don't think I could have been released from the hospital. So that was that was the story of the fall. Um, so Dale, forty feet is a, a a massive amount. I mean, that's a a long way, and it just seems that a lot of people might not have survived that. Do you have a sense at all? I mean, did did anybody talk about that with you? And do you have any sense of why you survived? Well, um, when the uh, team of medics came, that was actually the first thing that one of them said. Mm. He said to me, do you realize that it's a miracle that you're still alive Mm. and that people do not usually survive that kind of fall? You know, that when they've seen that happen before, people don't usually survive. Mm -hmm. You know, so what? So while we can't absolutely say that, you know, you survived because of whatever you did, um, I'm interested to know, uh, you know, why you why you personally think that you're here today to tell the story. Mm. You know, it's a big question. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, one thing I think that helped was being in a calm, relaxed state. You know, that when, you know, you hear about different accidents that happen and when people are, um, when they don't tense up and their body stays relaxed, that it helps when there's any kind of injuries that are going to be involved. So I think, you know, again, that thought that I was just going to close my eyes and when I got to the bottom, I'd be okay. So I didn't go into fear mode. Um, so your body didn't tense up? My body didn't tense up. I did try every now and then to kind of reach out with my right arm and see if I could feel something that I could grab onto, and there was nothing there. Mm. But other than that, I just closed my eyes and went with it. And and when you were talking about, like, you started sending chi to different parts of your body, can you explain a little more about that, like, um, what that, how, how you do that, or what that involves? Sure. Um, what I did was put in the information into the chi in my body that I wanted to transmit to that part of my body. So I would go to, let's say, my shoulder and arm, and I saw it as bright and vibrant, and then I saw it as healthy. Hmm. That's the information. That was the information that I put into that area. And then I would go to the next part. And 
And I keep repeating that until I got, a, and then a sensation started. I could feel that part of my body again. So then I'd move further down into my arm and into my hand. And then I could feel that. And so I knew it was working. And then I would just keep continuing. And that's what I did for hours until um, they were able to you know, rescue me and get me to the hospital. And like I say, I was able to get all sensation back except for my leg. And um, I actually mentioned to the rescue team that I wanted to continue the healing, but they thought it was best that I get right to the hospital. <laughs> they didn't want you lying around in that cold water, <laughs> sending sending good energy into different parts of your body? No, and, you know, I mean, I understand. I mean, I could have had internal bleeding. They saw where I fell, you right. know, from. And they could have thought you were quite nuts, too. They also could have thought I was quite nuts mm -hmm. as well, which actually I'm sure was the case. <laughs> So you've fallen all that way. You, you, you began by being unconscious, and we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but, and maybe we'll come back and talk about this. But you haven't talked about feeling any fear, and you haven't talked about feeling any pain, just not feeling. And so one of the things that I'm curious about, I'm sure listeners will be curious about, is when you started to have this sensation come back into your body and all along the left side of your body, there are broken bones and there's all that. Was there any pain? And with that pain, did fear come? Because most of us would be kind of freaked. Well... <clears throat> Like I said, I really don't remember feeling pain. What I do remember feeling was freezing. Mm. I was freezing mm. cold, most likely from the trauma of the fall and being immersed in this icy cold water. So... Uh, the, so there could have been some shock, Yeah, definitely. I'm sure there mm -hmm. was, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So we have to get ready to take a break now, Dale. But when we come back, we are speaking with, uh, we will be speaking with Dale Mirmo, whose life changed in a split second when she found herself falling 40 feet into a riverbed while hi hiking with a friend. Stay tuned to hear more of her story. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Renshue can help you, visit our website 
renshuaamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas, with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas with an S.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Hello and welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty and we are on the program Chaos to Calm, taking a dive and coming up for air. Co-hosting with me today is Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist and Yuengong-style Qigong teacher, and our guest Dale Mirmo, who has been sharing her transformative story of survival after falling 40 feet into a riverbed while hiking. Well, so Dale, you've told us a pretty remarkable story about surviving something that many people would not. And we could spend a lot of time talking about the details of that. But I think what I'm curious about, I think uh, our listeners will be really curious about, okay, what happened next? You went home. You left the hospital that day. What was that like? What happened? Well, that's where the real work for me really began, Bill. Um, here I was now home. Um, it was night, late at night, and um, my friend was in her own actual trauma from having experienced this accident with me. <clears throat> so she left, and I, <clears throat> excuse me, and there I was. I couldn't, now I was feeling the pain. Oh, mm-hmm. Now I was in deep pain. I had been given some pain pills, which I did take, which helped somewhat. I could only sit up. I had to be very careful about my breathing because you can also get pneumonia from having the rib cage broken. And um, so here I was. I made it through the night, and in the morning, um, some other friends had been called, and came to help me and at that point I realized I really could do very very little on my own I couldn't I first of all I was wearing still the hospital gown I didn't even have any clothes that really buttoned down the front Mm. and I couldn't raise my arm I couldn't get dressed I couldn't feed myself all I could basically do was go to the bathroom and wipe myself that was it and I was very grateful for both of those things. So um, <clears throat> a friend took me to the doctor, and um, you know, again, I got X-rayed and found out what the exact injuries were. And I realized from there I needed help, 
and I live on my own, and um, there was no way I could manage with what I needed to by myself. So my son actually came from Los Angeles, and he set up a email situation where people could sign up to come help me in the mornings and in the afternoons so somebody could help me get out of bed, get me dressed, give me some food, and then um, again somebody would come in the afternoon and do the same thing, get me ready for bed. And I've always really lived a life of um, self-reliance and being able to take care of myself and kind of prided myself on that. So this was not easy for me. And I had, you know, we'd been given these five essential qualities of the heart, which were trust. By who? By Yuanzi, our teacher of Yuan Gong Rinchui. And um, so the five essential qualities being trust, openness, love, gratitude and true respect and I was having a hard time moving off of the first quality trust and really <laughs> you, you can't even trust the ground underneath your feet <laughs> well there was a lot of things I couldn't trust and I realized that um, a lot of people have that same issue and in my classes, I'd been, you know, we do a little talk in the beginning, and we'd be talking about the five essential qualities, and I'd be telling my classes every week that I was still struggling with trust. And so here I was in a situation where I really needed to trust, trust my body's healing ability, trust myself, trust others be open let people come in and help me and people responded to this email that was sent out it was unbelievable I had so many people respond that there was an overflow there wasn't even enough slots to get everybody <laughs> there to help and some of the people that responded were students that I maybe had once that I didn't even really know and here they were coming in to feed me, to dress me. Another friend was bathing me and washing my hair. I mean, I had to really let go of a lot. And um, I associated that breaking of the ribs around my heart as what needed to break open for me to really experience mm. the trust and openness so this was really a quite transformational event for you yes it really was it's changed my life and i haven't gone back dale yeah. that's amazing how do you yeah. so can you elaborate a little more on that how do you see that this has this this experience has shaped your life well, like I was saying, from there, I couldn't do anything. And this one friend um, rented for me a recliner chair, and I had to stay sitting up, sleeping, and all day long. And so I was in this chair, um, looking out, and I have 
glass on one side of my home and just sitting in this chair looking out at nature and um, I decided I wasn't going to turn on the television and I wasn't going to get involved with you know being external so you didn't you stayed off the internet stayed off the internet I did have one friend from France who would Skype me every day and that was really wonderful um but other than that, I just really continued to do my practice, what I could, which was mostly with my consciousness, since I couldn't move anything on the left side of my body, and um, really delving into, again, the five essential qualities of the heart. and. Um, Again, then when people would come in the morning, in the afternoon, you know, they were mostly people that were involved in the Yuen Gong Ren Shui community. So those um, conversations were very helpful. And I just spent the time healing. When, when you say you spent the time healing, I mean, that, that, that sounds kind of passive. You're just sitting in this chair looking out at nature and healing. Were, were you actively involved in that in some way? I was, yes, I was certainly actively involved. Um, I was reviewing, you know, much of my life. And although I felt I was a very open person, I realized I was selectively open and trust there was a lot of doubt that came into trust and so i and then there were the other qualities of course of love gratitude and true respect but i think it was really the trust and openness that um were the big changes that i was going through and um Little by little, I just began to heal. And it was very interesting because I have a student that comes from back east once a year and takes classes with me. And she had started learning one of the forms before the accident. And then, of course, I wasn't able to continue. And she asked me if she could just come and I could teach her from my chair. Mm. And another student volunteered to demonstrate while I talked through the class. And then my other students wanted to come too. And there I was three weeks out from this accident teaching classes again from a recliner chair. And I think that was very much part of my healing. You know, because when this happened, I remember the first night thinking, oh my gosh, I won't be able to teach again. I, I can't move. I'm losing my identity. You know, I'm, I'm losing my ability to even do anything. And it was frightening. And so first I tried to get up and actually do a practice, and it was ridiculous that I was doing that. 
And so then I thought, well, okay, I can do it with my consciousness and just stay sitting up in bed and still do the practice with my consciousness. So it was a whole new way of being. That doesn't sound very passive. It sounds like you got very active in it. I, I wonder if you could, uh, you made me curious about um, the notion of doing this with your consciousness instead of moving the body because people that do Qigong tend to associate it with the body moving. Um, can you say more about that? How, what was going on when you were using your consciousness to heal? Sure. Well, again, because I couldn't move my body the same way that I did the healing when I, um, after the fall, was I would just see my arms doing the motions. I was using, the again, putting information into the chi field. And um, I just kept working with my consciousness to put in the information of movement, of healing, of bright, vibrant, healthy body. So it sounds like thoughts as well as visualizations. Yes. And, and how long did it take you to, before you started to feel, to actually be able to move? Well, it was pretty amazing because um, my bones healed really quite rapidly. First my uh, ribs, and then my collarbone, and the last things actually to heal were my uh, foot and toes. Um, and then there was my, I also had a concussion. And that was interesting too because I was getting, for the first couple of weeks where I was having memory loss and um, just kind of a foggy, fogginess in my brain. And that was like, oh, you know. Am I going to lose my memory now? And I couldn't remember words. And um, and then that was gone after a couple of weeks. That went away. And um, as far as the physical part, there was a retreat that is held once a year in California, uh, Yuen Gong Ren Shui retreat, where my teacher comes from New Zealand. And it's a marvelous opportunity to um, be together in the Yuen Gong Ren Shui community and to be in the presence of my teacher and get the teachings. And um, that was in April, and this fall was February 1st. And by so within two months, I had healed just about everything and was only left with a frozen shoulder when I went to the retreat. And I thought, oh, I can go to the retreat and it's gonna be great. And after the first day of being there and I could barely walk to the practice hall, I thought, what have I done? What did I get myself into? And that night I decided, you know what? I'm just gonna relax into this, I'm just gonna do whatever I can do. If I can't walk there, if it takes me longer, it's going to be fine. And the second day of practice, 
I, I can only practice with my right arm, one of the practices. And the second day of practice, as I lifted my left arm to just my waist, which was as far as it would go, it opened up, the frozen shoulder opened up, which the doctor said it would take months to do. And I was able to do the full practice. And I wanted to scream out, <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe this. But this was a silent practice, and I had to keep that to myself until after the practice was over. Well, how exciting. That's, that's pretty amazing. Um, you, said, you said something about the concussion, though. How has that been? Well, um, that's kind of the third chapter of this story because, um, like I said, it healed in several weeks and I didn't experience anything else from the concussion. Um, then, a year later, which brings me up to this last year, uh, I all of a sudden started getting some dizziness and vertigo doing another a practice that works more on the consciousness. And um, I realized that the healing that I had was pretty miraculous, really, that I could heal all those injuries in a matter of six weeks. And that this was going to be a little different. It wasn't gone with my practice in a couple of weeks, you know, it just continued. And I had to decide again, was I going to seek help someplace else? Or was I going to trust again in my body's ability to heal itself? So we're going to take a break now, Dale. But when we come back, we'll be hearing more about where you are today and how this experience has shaped your life. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshue can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshue integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Hello and welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. My name is Kathy Fogarty and we are on the program Chaos to Calm, taking a dive and coming up for air. My co-host today is Bill McMillan, a retired psychotherapist and Yuan Gong style Qigong teacher. And we've been speaking with Dale Mirmo, who has been sharing her transformative story of survival after falling 40 feet into a riverbed while hiking. So Dale, it's very interesting to me because as we were, as you were talking in the last segment, um, I was really struck by the fact that um, you had uh, taken a dive literally externally off the side of a, a hill, not a hill, a cliff, a 40 feet, not on purpose. And then that sort of catapulted you into an internal dive, an internal journey. And that just brings up a little more about the nature of healing and what that means. And so, which, what do you have thoughts about that? Um, well, like, like I was saying, Kathy, I think I had this speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. And so I just really at that time believed that... Um, you know, doing the tools that I had, using the tools that I had, that I was able to heal myself. And I, I think I took it a little bit lightly because it was such a quick healing. And then, you know, I knew that it was, it was miraculous and I knew that um, it took a lot of work and that I went through a huge transformation and came out on the other side a very different person. And I was very, very grateful, mm-hmm. actually, for the fall. And I felt that way from probably, I don't know, the, maybe it was after the, the third day or so, because the first couple <coughs> of days I was just really in excruciating pain where every breath, was painful um so i was very very grateful for this this push (laughs) from the universe off the cliff um it was really a metaphor for you know this openness that i needed to experience um then this next part of having the concussion come back a year later and experiencing 
vertigo and dizziness where I was, again, unable to really function normally. And um, thinking, you know, well, can I teach while I'm falling over? Mm. (laughs) And um, not sure where this was going to take me having to again go back into trusting myself, trusting my body, knowing that time really doesn't exist, that things just take their own, what we think of as time. Mm -hmm. Just because I wanted to do something, I was actually going on another retreat in Sweden, another Yuen Gong Rinshu retreat, and was I going to be able to travel? And what was going to happen on the airplane? And all these questions. And again, I just went with trust and um, kept doing the work. And even now, I'm still ex- having these experiences, but I'm, I've decided to accept what it is and it's gotten better Um, I forgot to mention also before that I I said this once to a group of people I'm not a spring chicken (laughs) I'm I just turned 70 years old and it was also part of the amazing part of the story Mm -hmm. that somebody my age could take that kind of fall and not be broken totally and also heal Mm -hmm. in that amount of time. You know, a few minutes ago you mentioned when you were in the midst of the the painful part of it that you were having trouble with the whole notion of your identity. Can I teach again? Am I the same person? All that kind of stuff. It, It seems to me like you're talking about just how fluid an identity really is at this point and the practices are are one place that you keep touching into something that feels consistent but who is Dale at this point that's a great question Bill (laughs) (laughs) you have five minutes who is Dale you know Dale I've realized is an ever-changing person that's open to growth and learning and flexibility. Well, it, se- it seems like what you're really going to is, is trust and openness. I mean, it... And the other qualities as well. How so? Love, gratitude, and true respect. I mean, I feel that in these times that we're living in, They've really um, given me a lot of opportunity to really embrace those qualities. And love, again, selective love, easy, but truly loving myself and other people that come my way, even though they may be different in many ways. Gratitude, again, being grateful for 
you know, my family, my friends, where I live, easy. But being grateful for falling off a cliff, being grateful for being dizzy, being grateful for vertigo, I mean, that's, that's the real work. And then true respect, same thing. True respect for everything. So, I'm grateful again for this new opportunity to keep doing work on myself and keep learning, growing. And I think for me, that's what life's all about. You know, if I look back at my whole life, <clears throat> my whole life has been about change. And you just get to see it more clearly in this case. Right. Mm. Seems like we should all fall off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it actually makes me wonder, you know, we could define cliff as an actual rock wall or whatever other ways we've taken dives in this world. I, I can't think of anybody who hasn't at some point. I mean, I've had my own vertigo experiences and it's terrifying and, and very freaky. But if you relax into it, it changes, it goes away, or changes anyway. And I think also with aging, the aging process is, it's important to accept that things do change and just surrender. And then it's, again, the same thing, you know, if we relax into this, then it becomes fluid and easy. Yeah. Well, I know a lot of um, you, you of the teacher's uh, instructions to his students are to be calm and relaxed. You found that to be useful. Very useful. <laughs> Very useful. And in fact, that's a um, saying that I repeat to myself very often, many days of the week. It could be when I'm driving in traffic or just, you know, sometimes I don't realize how tense my body can become, even just being on the internet. And so when I, again, pay attention to that, go back inside, go through relaxing my body from my head down to my toes, then I'm right away in a different state of mind. Now it sounds like a great practice, to just alone, just to be able to relax in this world. And I think it's one that everyone can do, you know. What other advice do you have for people that in one way or another, in all the different ways we do this, where we dive off a cliff of some kind um, and need to figure out ways to recover and find our footing again? What, what I mean, you've, you've had such a powerful experience. What, can we, what else can we learn from you? Well, 
I mean, I think we can all learn from each other, and I'm certainly not the um, authority on... <clears throat> Today you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think that realizing that there's an opportunity in everything that comes our way and an opportunity to grow mm. and that everything is always constantly changing. That's the one thing that is true. It's constant. Constant change. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that um, as I've, what I've really been struck by as I've been listening to you is, is just the nature of healing. Healing is a process, and it has multiple layers. And um, it's not a static process. It also changes. And we take mm -hmm. a few steps forward, and sometimes we take a couple of steps back. And being able to use those five essential qualities of the heart that you've so beautifully expressed um, is a way for us to negotiate that, that healing process. Mm. Beautifully said. Thank you, Kathy. Yeah. So you've been listening to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and our program Chaos to Calm, Taking a Dive and Coming Up for Air. Thank you, Dale, for telling us a very powerful and transformative survival story of healing. And thank you to my co-host, Bill, for wonderful, insightful questions and comments. Uh, and to our listeners, please stay tuned next week to hear more stories from people like you and all of us here who are learning to deal more effectively with the challenges of daily life in a calm and relaxed state. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Renshui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.